This week on the Second Act Entrepreneur Show, discover three ways to build your relationships with your current customers and leads. Did you know that it can cost up to five times to get a new customer versus getting your current customers and leads to purchase from you? Five times. That was an incredible um, statistic. Learn that and a lot of other statistics that are going to blow your mind when it comes to building relationships with your current clients and also the people who have joined your ecosphere are current leads but haven't bought yet. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's show. Hey there, I'm Elisa Connor, ex corporate marketer turned entrepreneur. And along the way, I made all the mistakes just so you don't have to. Chances are you have a pretty full career. You've got experience, expertise, and probably a whole lot of education. The problem is people can't find you. This is why each week on the Second Act Entrepreneur Show, we feature expert education, marketing insights, and mindset shifts that are gonna help you create a profitable business so you can secure your legacy, ensuring that you thrive not only in your first career, but also your second act. Welcome to the second act entrepreneur show. Email marketing is the best way to captivate and enthrall your audience as well as build trust with them. Yet I've heard from so many people, it's so hard to write emails. Well, I'm here to tell you there are some fun and exciting things on the horizon that are going to help you do just that. But to get you started, I've created a brand new guide that helps you create that first sequence. It's your your welcome sequence, which basically is a hi, great to meet you. So good to know you. Here's a few things that might help you out kind of sequence. Yet people struggle with writing. I get it. It can be like banging your head on the wall or staring at a blank screen and going, I have nothing to say. And that stinks. So I've made it easy for you. You can get access to this guide for free over at alisaconnor.com forward slash email guide, all one word, and you can grab your copy today. So if you're struggling with writing that welcome series and you don't know what to say in those first few emails to build rapport and trust with your audience, you're, you're going to want to go grab this guide. It was created with you in mind to make it easy for you to get this done in less than an hour. So go grab the guide today at alisaconnor.com forward slash email guide. And I look forward to seeing you in my inbox. We're going to talk about ways to build relationships with your customers. And if you know me at all, you know, I'm a stats girl and I like to give you guys statistics so that you know the basis of where this training is coming from. Um, And so one of the biggest things is that it is so much more expensive for you to go out and get more leads than it is to nurture and build relationships, not only with your current customers, but with your current leads. The current lead cost is anywhere between 50 and $800, depending on industry, depending on tactic. And um, that's at a minimum. So it can be five times more expensive to get a new lead than it is to nurture a current customer or lead that you already have and get them to purchase more. And so not to dive too deeply into customer lifetime value, but that is something that um, is really important for you to calculate for your business. So if you don't know how to do that, leave me a comment below and I'll create an upcoming video about how to calculate that for your business um, in an upcoming training. But before we go too crazy, um, I also wanted to let you guys uh, fill you in on another stat that I had, which is it's 50 to 70% more likely um, and easier for you to convert an existing customer into an additional purchase. And so there's a lot of value in nurturing those current relationships. And it's actually a 
uh, gold mine for your business. If you actually pay attention to those leads and those customers and continue to serve them. But sometimes we get a little overwhelmed and we like to shove our solutions down their throat and that's not necessarily what people want. And so I wanted to give you some really actionable, valuable information that is going to help you build rapport with those people so that they do move forward and want to continue to do business with you or to start to do business with you. Um, and these are things that you can apply to either of those situations. So whether it's a new lead, of course, that's going to take a little bit more um, trust building. So you need to keep that in mind. But you can also apply these tactics to your current customer base. So the first one it is going to seem so, so simple, but sometimes simple is not easy. And that is to actively listen to the people that are in your world. And so if that's a new lead, um, you may have heard me use this statistic before that 97% of people that come into your world are not ready to buy. Yet we will spend all of our effort and marketing um, messaging and marketing dollars to go after that 3%. And then only 10 to 15% of the 3% are gonna buy. So that ends up being one to one and a half people. And so if my math is right, I'm not a mathematician, um, but here's this other 97%. So if we just had 97, we had a hundred people total, the opportunity to convert this 97% is so much higher yet. Everybody ignores them. It's like, Oh, they didn't buy moving on. I'm going to go get some more leads. And lead generation is the number one um, concern for most businesses yet they have a gold mine just sitting there. And so if you can tune into those people and figure out one, why they didn't buy, and is it just a matter of like, they're not ready, or perhaps there was a miscommunication in your marketing, or perhaps um, they need a custom uh, offer. It, there could be a million reasons, but you have to open the conversation and you have to start by actively listening. And so when I was doing research for this episode, um, I came across a really helpful uh, dialogue that you can implement. And I thought, oh, this is really great. I'm going to start using this too. And it's three R's and I wrote them down. The first is, is when you're having a conversation and this can happen not only um, on a phone call or on social media, if you're interacting in direct message, um, if you are having um, an, an email conversation, if you're speaking an email, um, but that is to repeat things that they've said. And so you're like, okay, well, how can I do that in an email? That sounds a little bit crazy. But if you keep a spreadsheet, a Word doc or whatever of things that people say to you in conversation, passing conversations in during phone calls, um, on social media, in comments, in, you know, all the different aspects that we can communicate with our ideal clients, our leads, and the people that we um, want to work with, keep a tally of those. Because if one person is thinking that or saying that, the likelihood that someone else is feeling that same thing is very, very high, especially if they're your ideal client. And so repeating back to them can be something like, um, for example, one of the things that I hear all the time is, um, I wish that my open rates were higher, or I wish people clicked on my emails. And so when I put that into my copy is like, I, I've heard from so many of you that you wish you could increase your click-through rates on your emails. Here's some reasons that that may not be working. And here's some ways that you can fix that. Do you see how we've, we've hit the repeat button on, on what they've said? And then 
The other thing you can do is um, the second step of this pattern is reflect. And that is to reflect on things they've told you. So using that same example, if somebody came back and said, hey, I wish I could get more click click through rate or clicks on my emails because nobody's clicking through to see, uh, read my blog post or um, see the sales page or whatever that is. And so you could reflect back to them, oh, it can be so frustrating when you put so much work into creating this really great sales page and then nobody clicks through to see it. And so you're reflecting back to them and do you see how it could work in a conversation and it could also work in an email or a social media post or whatever. Um, but you're reflecting back to them how they feel and you're also empathizing with where they are. And this becomes much easier when you're really clear about who you're talking to. And so sometimes when we're busy in our business, we forget that we have to really tune in to the people that we are working with. And it can take time to do that. It can take time to get to know those people. And I just want to give you some assurance and then maybe a little bit of peace of mind that you don't have to figure all this out right up front. Like it's going to continue to evolve. We're in a very um, shifting part of time right now. Like a lot of things are shifting and it's okay to just take this one step at a time. But every time that you pick up a new piece of information, document it somewhere so that when you go to create your emails, when you go to create a social media post, when you go to create content for your website or a video or whatever, you have documentation that you can go back and go, oh yeah, I remember when so-and-so said this. And you can bring that back in as a reflection or as a um, repeat. And then the last piece is to just respond and have some way to say to them, um, I hear you, I know what you're going through, and either I can help you or I know someone that can help you or I'm just here to listen. And it can be any of those things in a conversation. And it doesn't have to be all of them. And so you may be, um, if you watched uh, the episode earlier this week that I did with my friend Anka Herman, one of the things that we talk about is mapping out your customer journey and why it's so important. And it could be that whoever you're talking to is not quite ready for you yet. And so by doing this act of listening with them, you're going to figure out more where they are and what they're really struggling with and whether or not they're a good fit for you right now. Because oftentimes when people say no, it's not no, it's not yet. And if you can just put that into your mindset when you're generating leads and you're connecting with people, that's going to do a lot of good for you in your own personal mindset to realize these people are actually an opportunity just on the horizon. And so when we can actively listen to them now, we can figure out where they are. And then if we become an advocate for them and plug them into someone who can help them where they are, then you become um, rem um, memorable. And they, when they get to the point where they need you, are more likely to remember, hey, they helped me get connected with this person, and now I'm ready for them. And you just never know how long that journey can take or when somebody's going to pop out of the woodwork and become a client. So just keep that in mind. So that is tip number one. Listen intently and um, activate active listening. That was too many activates, but that's okay. So the next thing you can do to build relationships with customers is to consistently add value. And it, this goes back to number one, because if you don't know who your clients are and you aren't actively listening to them, you're not going to know how to provide them value for where they are on their journey. 
And so if you can map out that journey and figure out, okay, the people that I work with are here and here's where they, here's the problems they were having before they got to me. And here's the problems they're going to have after they work with me. It becomes really easy to kind of stay in that wheelhouse of um, creating content for them. And a lot of people struggle with creating content, but on this recent um, sales statistic, uh, article I was reading and the customer journey is getting longer and longer. And, um, the good news is that even though the customer journey is longer, you have a higher conversion probability if you stay in contact with people. Unfortunately, most people drop the ball. In fact, they drop the ball before their welcome series is done. And, um, we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. And that's the bonus at the end of this episode. So if you are still with me, um, you're going to want to stay tuned till the end because there's a great bonus for you to um, put right into action. And it's quick and something you can probably get done in the next 24 hours. So when you're adding value, that's going to increase conversion and conversation. And what that can look like is providing, you know, recent st statistics to people so that they know what's going on the in, in on the what's going on in the industry. And so I, I have a client who does career coaching and one of the things that she is really good at is tapping into um, current work dynamics when it comes to employees and how to build not only loyalty for a brand and for um the uh, the company, but also how to retain employees by doing certain things. And so she's really into um, current language that's being used in the workplace and tapping into kind of those uh, almost made up words, but the people in her audience relate to those. And so one of them, you very, very familiar now, but is quiet quitting. She was talking about quiet quitting months ago before it became a buzzword. Um, there was another one about being like, uh, friend colleagues, and it was like a mixture of the two words, but there's these things that she comes up with to talk about that are very relevant to her audience. And so when she can break those down and then ask who's experiencing those things, she gets a lot of replies because it's so tapped into her audience. And so she's continuing to add value, not only to the people that would be hiring people, but also people that are um, searching for careers. And so she's got the best of both worlds happening, but those are very different conversations. And so when you're adding value, one of the things to keep in mind, again, is that customer journey. Like, where are your customers right now? How are they um, going along their path? And at what point do they need you? But then also, you know, what are they struggling with? What can you help them with where they are right now so that you, they can get to the point where they're either working with you or you can refer them to someone else? And a lot of people won't do that. They just want to put... Um, random information out there that isn't helpful that can't be put into action. So adding value in a blog post, a video, and you'll see this um, becoming very, very relative, relevant in um, short term video. So um, YouTube shorts, like for those of you that don't know, I'm a big time crafter. One of the things I do is make cards and you'll see in that industry specifically, um, the card maker videos are getting shorter and shorter because people are just like, no, I don't want to listen to you yammering. I want to know how to make this card so I can get it done and move on because everyone has a limited amount of time. And so whether, and the same would be for cooking channels, like they want to know how to get through the recipe, 
And I've seen so many comments from people that are like, I don't need five pages of your story about how you created this recipe. I just need the recipe. And so um, what's interesting about content is that there is so much available that if they're not getting what they need from your content, they're not getting value, they're going to go find someone else. And so you want to make sure it's relevant. It is um, gets to the point and it also is helpful and gets them to the next result that they're, they're wanting to achieve. And so by adding value in a conversation to them on a regular basis, so usually that's weekly, it could be twice a week, it could be whatever it works for your business, um, but continuing to add value and not just be pimping your next sale. And a lot of times that's what happens when people are, grow their business to a certain, a certain level, monetary level, they're like, oh, this worked, this worked, this worked, but then they don't realize every new level you get to brings you a new challenge. And so when you've reached the, you know, double um, or triple six figures, you are playing in a whole different realm than you were trying to get to six figures um, the first time around. And so what you did then isn't going to work now. And so when you're creating that content, you have to think about, you know, where is your audience and where are they showing up and what are they really struggling with right now? And how have you been delivering? Like, it's time to look in the mirror and say, okay, what have I been delivering that is of value and what isn't? And it's going to be really easy for you to to, to determine that by the amount of engagement and interaction and questions and response and even sales that you get from that content you're creating. Because if you're getting none, the answer is you're, you need to make a shift and change how things are going. And then the third tip is always meeting people where they are. And so we always look at our customers and our leads from the perspective of we know what they need not what they want or need. And if you can meet, have those two meet in the middle, that's where the magic happens. Because you pushing what you know they need onto them is only going to um, cause them to resist it more. And a lot of times people don't understand what they need. And we jump to the solution that we offer because we know that's what they need, but they're not there yet. And so, for example, a lot of times I'll be talking to people about email marketing. And they're like, I don't need email marketing. I need Facebook ads. And you're like, okay, well, um, tell me, you know, a little bit more about why you need Facebook ads. Well, I need to generate leads. Okay, so we, we, we have this conversation. Okay, you're going to generate leads. Then what? And they're like, I don't know. I just need leads. And so the mentality around that is I need leads to make money. But there's no... <laughs> thought process in between there of, okay, I'm going to get my Facebook leads, and they're just going to pay me. It doesn't work that way. And so there's got to be a thought out plan and strategy. And, and then, you know, let's throw the big elephant in the room at them. Okay, so you have all these leads, and then they don't pay you money. Now what you've you've paid a lot of money into Facebook ads to generate these leads. And now none of them have bought. Now what's your backup plan? And most of the time they don't. And so that opens the door to the conversation about email marketing and some other tactics that we can try to stay in contact with those people um, to get them to move through the process. And a lot of times um, people spend all of their energy on lean generation and none on actually um, conversing with and creating conversation with the people that are already in their world. And so um, when we meet people where they are, and that could very often be that they are not ready for our solution. Um, a lot of times, so one of my previous experiences, I worked for an organization that put uh, worked with people to create um, 
talks to give on stages. And a lot of times people would walk into the room and they would say, oh, I have this great experience I want to talk about and I want to get on a stage and people are going to pay me. And I was like, okay, wait, hold the presses. Um, One, is this something that people, you know, are asking for out in the world? Is it something that you can then, you know, move people into a new direction so that you're not not only getting paid from the stage, is it related to something you're doing in business? And a lot of times people will jump into these opportunities, including, you know, speaking on stages, writing a book, um, publishing a course, an online course, and all these different things. But they haven't done the steps prior to that to make sure that it aligns with everything else that they have going on. So oftentimes these people would come into the room and they would be excited about sharing, you know, uh, a personal journey on stage. And I was like, Oh, that's great. This has been a really monumental thing that you've gone through. Um, But, you know, let's think about how your story is different, how it's going to relate to people and um, what you can get them to do next because paid speaking opportunities are not um, endless. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of people that are vying for that opportunity to be on a stage and the amount of money you can um, earn from the stage is limited, but the amount of money, you know, for speaking on the stage, but the amount of money that you can earn by introducing them to your business, your brand and the opportunity for you to move them forward is limitless. And so a lot of times we would have to have those conversations because they would come in and they're like, Oh, I don't have a business. I don't know what I'm going to do with them next. And it was like, okay, so maybe you don't have a business, but you've got to have a plan in effect to move them from, Hey, I'm speaking on the stage to the next piece that you want them to enjoy. And a lot of times um, I would have the same thing with authors when I've worked with authors is they'll write a book because they have a message to share. And then, I say, okay, what's your marketing plan? Oh, I'm going to put it on Amazon. That's awesome. You and 50 million other people, but like, how are you going to get people to buy your book? Oh, I'm going to have a book launch. Who, do you have an audience? Are you bringing people to your book launch? Oh no, it's just my families and friends. And so that could be like 50 people. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, we got to have a plan here. And so um, thinking through that and meeting people where they are is really important because if they're writing a book and they haven't thought about generating an audience, then I know where to start with them if they're coming into my world. And the same could be true for your business. So if, for example, um, you are an educator and you, you teach either online or you teach in person, one of the things that you could think about is, okay, the people that are coming in, are they at a elementary level? Are they at an intermediate level? Um, or are they advanced or do they hold a different position in the office? So for example, one of my um, top clients teaches in veterinary offices and she's got very specific people that she teaches very specific things. And because she's aware of where people are coming in to her funnel and um, what their needs are, she's able to cater that content to them. And so if it's a receptionist, they're going to have very different training than a veterinarian. And it's really crucial for her to know that because the requirements for continuing education and such are very different for those two audiences. But being aware of where they are now and where they want to be at the end of the course, the end of working with you, the end of um, whatever that journey is that you're going on with them is really, really important. So just to recap, to 
start to build those relationships with your customers. Number one, actively listen to what's going on with them and start those conversations and use that three R system of repeat, reflect, and respond. The second tip is to add value in some way, shape, or form that is going to either help them continue to take steps forward or to realize why they need to work with you. And the third is to meet people where they are. So I promised you a bonus tip, and this one's a good one. Um, and I just read the statistic this morning, and it kind of blew my mind. Um, and I am very aware of email marketing. If you've spent any time around me, you know that I'm very, really, really passionate about email marketing because it has the opportunity to build conversation, connection, and conversion. And so eight out of 10 people will open your welcome series and it generates four times as many opens and 10 times as many clicks. Yet most people, when they send a welcome series, will send one, two, or three emails. A welcome series actually is the initial opportunity for you to introduce who you are, connect with your audience about their problem, and then offer them a solution and opportunity to work with you. But most people never go that far. They usually go, hey, here's your freebie, want to buy from me. And unfortunately, that's not going to work. But the really detrimental piece of this is that when people come into your welcome series, they're the most likely to move forward as a customer if you create that series with intention and including the things that we just spoke about, um, creating a conversation, connecting with them, adding value, all of those different things, you have the opportunity to turn them into a customer. So many people struggle with this. If you are one of those people who struggles with creating this welcome series, and you're like, I don't know, I just want to send them their stuff and move on, then I have a resource for you. And I created this resource um, because it's something that I've been asked for many times. And I know how powerful that welcome series is. And it, it, you can go get your copy for free. It's over on my website. I'll put the link below the video, alisaconnor.com forward slash email guide, all one word. And this is going to walk you through that email sequence, what to include and how to create it so you can get it set up. It's very much plug and play. You can um, probably get it done within the next 24 to 48 hours if you dedicate some time to it. It's not going to take you that long to get it done, but you got to dedicate some time to figure out how to plug in your business um, information, your value and all those sorts of things. So if you are looking for a step-by-step process to walk you through setting up that very, very important welcome series, then you don't want to miss this guide. You can get your copy at alisaconnor.com forward slash email guide. In the meantime, thanks for joining me today. I would love for you to put in the comments the number one takeaway you got from today's training. And um, if you found value in this episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend. In the meantime, have a wonderful day. Take care and I'll see you soon. Did you miss something during the podcast? Maybe forgot to take notes? No worries. We've taken all the notes for you. All the resources, links, and information in this episode you can find over at alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. That's A-L-I-S-A-C-O-N-N-E-R dot com forward slash podcast.